Our scripture this morning comes to us from John's Gospel in the second chapter. Audrey has already beautifully shared this story with us, so as we begin this morning, I want to share with you uh, in setting the tone for our time together, the first few verses beginning at verse 1. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and the disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. This past week, with perhaps about 50 other people, I was on a retreat. We were down near Corpus Christi at a lovely camp setting. And while we had gathered there, we came with great joy and expectation and a sense of celebration as we gathered to hear marvelous speakers be inspired by daily worship and holy communion to enjoy Christian community together and to experience times of silence in which we could listen for what God might say to us. It was a wonderful time together. And the first two days were most joyous. But on Wednesday, our retreat leader stood before us and shared with us the devastating news of the earthquake in Haiti. Our hearts filled with compassion and mercy and prayer for all the people there and for all who are affected by this most terrible event. Suddenly, in the midst of our celebration, catastrophe had come. And I find it most interesting that the theme of our week was choosing peace in a frightening world. It turned out to be prophetic. But then, this whole disaster took on a personal meaning for me and for others who were there. As they shared with us that Reverend Clint Rabb, a clergy person from our conference who is now serving with the Board of Global Ministries, was in Haiti, and he was in the Montana Hotel that collapsed, and he and several others were missing. Later that night, as I was checking my computer, trying to find some information, I received a message from a friend of mine who for many years has supported Grace Children's Hospital and Orphanage in Haiti and has worked there on a number of occasions. His message just said, the cathedral, the orphanage, the hospital, all gone. Catastrophe in the middle of celebration. 
and suddenly choosing peace in a frightening world took on a new meaning. Where could we find peace in the rubble of our world? I pondered these things, and I thought about the scripture that I had for today and the sermon that I had prepared. And somehow, to talk about a wedding and celebration and joy just didn't seem quite right. Because my heart was heavy. But then I went back and I looked at this scripture a little bit more, and I began to realize It has a lot to say to us today. So I want us to look at it, to unpack it a little bit, to see what God is going to say to us. It begins on the third day. Now if you read the scripture passage just prior to this one, you will read a passage in which Jesus is choosing disciples. And he talks to Nathaniel, who becomes the fourth disciple in this gospel chosen. And they have a very interesting conversation. Go and read it sometime. This was the third day after that conversation. But you see, there's more. The third day. The third day. What does that conjure up for you? You see, John is really already in the beginning of his gospel foreshadowing that which is going to come at the end of his gospel. On the third day, Jesus rose from the dead. This is a story about transformation. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee. Now, Cana, we have heard it enough that we say, oh, Cana in Galilee. But in that day, if you said Cana in Galilee, you might go, where? It might be like our saying, on the third day, there was a wedding in Dimebox of Texas. Cana was obscure. Cana was tiny. It was eight or nine miles from Nazareth. It was a forgettable place. Insignificant. Until Jesus was invited to a wedding. And in first century Galilee, as Audrey was sharing with us, weddings were not like our weddings today. You didn't come to a lovely wedding in a church and spend 20 minutes in the ceremony and then go to the country club or some other lovely place for a reception. And, oh, when you got tired, you went home. Or if you were family, you might stay till the end around 11 or 12 at night. No. When you went to a wedding in Cana of Galilee, you took your luggage. It was seven days of celebrating, seven days of feasting, seven days of joy. And it wasn't just family and close friends. Oh, no, you invited the entire community. And not just the entire community, you invited the surrounding area. 
It was a big deal. And the groom, the groom was to provide all of the food and the wine. And so, knowing that, they often served the best wine first. That way, after the people had gotten a little tipsy, they could bring out the cheap wine and nobody would know the difference. But to run out of wine, oh, this was the worst thing that could happen because to run out of wine meant shame, humiliation, embarrassment for the family. People would talk about it for years. It would be an unforgettable wedding in a very bad, unforgettable way. But she trusted him to respond. And so she goes to the servants and she says, This is my son. Do whatever he tells you, and it will be all right. Such was Mary's utter trust in Jesus to do the right thing. Such was the utter trust of the servants to obey Jesus. I don't know about you, but sometimes when catastrophic things come into my life, my trust and my obedience can waver. And yet that's the most important time for us to trust and to be obedient with God. Mary trusted Jesus, and so do we. And we can even trust him to work in the midst of this earthquake in Haiti, in the midst of war, in the midst of any catastrophe. For Jesus' love, mercy, and compassion meets people where they are, whether they know it or not. Jesus' miracle was simple. Well, you saw what Audrey did. He had them fill large jars. These jars were huge. They held 20 to 30 gallons of water, six of them. And he has the servants fill those jars with water. They dip in a cup. They take it to the wedding coordinator who sips it and discovers wonderful wine. And so he he goes amazed to the bridegroom and he says, everyone serves the best wine first and saves the inferior wine for when the people are drunk. But you have kept the best until now. You see, this is more than a story about water turning into wine. It is a story about invitation and welcome. It is a story about trust and obedience. It is a story about celebration and catastrophe. It is a story of change and transformation. In the last several years, I've come to understand that Galilee is a metaphor for our lives. Galilee is where we live and all that goes on in our daily lives. 
Galilee is where the world happens. In Galilee, we find insignificant Canas where we live our daily lives. But they can be places where miracles happen. The miracle would never have happened if Jesus hadn't been invited to the wedding. We are to invite Jesus into our lives. And it's not just at that moment when when we say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I believe you as Lord and Savior. It is inviting Jesus into our lives every day, every circumstance, every event, every relationship. Inviting Jesus in. And when Jesus is there, there is always the opportunity for miracles to happen. In the cana of our life, catastrophe can happen in the flash of a moment. A loved one dies. Angry words are exchanged. A car pulls out in front of us. We trip over our own feet and break a leg. Earthquakes come. One moment we're celebrating and the next we're crushed with something that shakes our world and we have no more wine. And yet, and yet in the midst of catastrophe, celebration can happen. On Friday morning at the retreat, we received the word, that our friend Clint Rabb had been found alive. He and the four others with him had spent 55 hours in the rubble of the Hotel Montana. He was injured, but he was alive. Praise be to God. Celebration in the midst of catastrophe And then my friend sent an email and he said, by some miracle, Grace Children's Hospital is still standing with only slight structural damage and the children were found playing in the playground. Praise be to God. Celebration in the midst of catastrophe. And we're hearing other stories. Jesus, when he is invited into our lives, brings change and transformation. And like those long-ago wedding guests, we too are invited to taste the best that he has to offer us. We too are invited to drink deeply and be transformed. And the wondrous thing is that Jesus can change water to wine, he can change us. He can change our circumstances, our very lives. He has the power to make us more loving, more forgiving, more faithful. And he uses this power to change anyone who follows him.
when we trust in the transforming power of Jesus. We discover that the sour becomes sweet. Illness can turn into health. Sadness into joy. Fear into peace. Catastrophe into celebration. And so we taste the best he has to offer. And we are transformed. We don't know exactly when the water became wine. But we know that no one knew about it until it was tasted. So it is in our lives, unless we are willing to taste the love of Jesus, the grace of Jesus moving and working in our lives, we won't experience it. Unless we invite that transforming power into our lives, we won't know it. But once we've tasted it, oh, there's no going back because you still want more of the best. And the story ends with Jesus with saying that Jesus did this, the first of his signs in Cana of Galilee, and his glory was revealed and his disciples believed in him. That's John's whole point. He sums it up again at the end of his gospel in chapter 20, verse 31, when he says that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. His disciples believed him. But even more, they tasted his grace, and even more, they drank deeply of his grace, and they were transformed, and they transformed our world in his power. So we're called to believe, but even more we're called to taste the wine of God's grace poured out for us in Jesus Christ. We will discover when we do life abundant, celebration in the midst of catastrophe, and peace in the midst of a frightening world. I want to taste more and more of this wine. Even more, I want to drink deeply of it. How about you?